It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. All right, panellists this morning are Ollie Ritchie and Brad Lewis. Uh, Brad Lewis, I'll start with you, sir. <clears throat> it's quite a calmness about the, the build-up to the All Blacks against Argentina. It's almost uh, like um, all, the, all the, the stuff's gone away, all that other stuff's gone away with the announcement of uh, Ian Foster carrying on, Joe Smith back into the ranks as well. And we're, uh, we've got a calmness about an All Black build-up to a Test match. Yeah, kia ora, Smithy, kia ora, Ray. Uh, yeah, look... Um the, the evil demon in me is kind of hoping, or not hoping, but wondering how interesting it would be if the All Blacks don't get over the line this weekend, Smithy, and, and what Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will be like, especially for Ollie, who's going to be uh, over that, all over that story. But it has been um, becalmed, hasn't it? Uh, you know, the, the team announcement, just the one change enforced with, um, with Bowden's injury. And I think there's probably off the back of that South African test an expectation that the All Blacks will get the job done reasonably comfortably on Saturday and there's nothing to suggest that they won't given their form against the Pumas in home test matches but I don't know man I watched that game against the Wallabies and Argentina don't play rugby like they used to they still got those big forwards but man do they have some exciting backs and who knows Smitty Michael Checker uh, hasn't had a great history against the All Blacks but uh, this would be a, a massive massive turn up if the Pumas can get the job done there's just something about this test that makes me feel like the All Blacks are in a pretty comfortable position and they're confident off the back of that Springboks test. But like I said, Smithy, uh, the, the little demon in me is, is just wondering what an interesting couple of days it would be if the Pumas get over the line on, on Saturday night. Yeah, interesting indeed. Over the last 12 minutes on uh, South Africa, what might have been, but we now know what is going to be, uh, Ollie Ritchie, and um, it seems to be... Uh, um, uh, more of an acceptability about, uh, I think it's the right word, an acceptability amongst fans and even amongst the media, do you think now? Well, yeah, I, I think so. Morning, Smithy. Morning to you, Belu, as well. Um, yeah, look, I, I think there has to be now. Um, what's done is done. It was a tense two weeks in, in South Africa, to say the least, particularly uh, the final week in Johannesburg, of course, you know, with Foster's future hanging on that Alice Park result. Um, but New Zealand rugby has, has made its decision and whether the New Zealand public uh, agree with that or don't agree with that, uh, that is their decision and, and that's who will be leading them through uh, to the World Cup next year. There are no two ways about it. There are no more reviews. There's no more time for discussion and debriefs. This is the All Blacks picture um, to go through to the World Cup next year. So uh, I, I think it has been accepted now um, and, and certainly I think you know, uh, Ian Foster will probably relax a little bit more, um, maybe more after this weekend, because there is 
kind of like Brad point, uh, alluded to, there, there is a little bit of pressure on this team because they've just had the big result in Alice Park. Ian Foster's been retained. Um, you know, New Zealand rugby said, we have faith and confidence in you to lead this team through to the World Cup. Well, they're going to be looking pretty silly if the All Blacks can't get the job done this week. So there is a little element of pressure for the All Blacks to win and win well. Uh, and, and just to reaffirm that decision from New Zealand rugby, but certainly um, it's, been a bit, it's been a bit more calm this week, <laughs> shall we say. It is interesting, uh, too, Brad. Um, one of the things I'm going to be looking at very closely is the uh, defensive structure of Argentina, and they will be tested tomorrow night. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and it's a defensive structure set up by one David Kidwell. What have you made of that? Yeah. Well, he's, he's done a pretty good job. Uh, and look, David Kidwell, um, Smithy, I don't know if you agree with this, but you know, there's a lot of talk around Stephen Kearney being a fantastic assistant coach, but not a great head coach. And kind of feel like David Kidwell falls into the same category because if you speak to the NRL coaches that have coached with him, he's the best assistant coach you've ever had. Uh, but when he, of course, coached the Kiwis, arguably the worst Kiwis coach in the history of New Zealand Rugby League. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, he, he's obviously very good at working with people. You know, jo- John Mitchell was, was, was similar in that, right? Like, with what he did with England. Uh, and, yeah, there's just some people that aren't quite cut out to, for a head coach. Well, now he switched to a different sport, but, you know, we've seen what, uh, what, what the Irish coach did after a background in Rugby League as well. Uh, so, um, it's definitely uh, more common these days than it has been in the past. I think Sean Edwards, the former rugby league international, was also a pretty decent rugby assistant coach as well um, um, in the England system. So, yeah, he's obviously doing a pretty good job to, to start off with. And, and full credit to Michael Checker for taking a gamble on, on David Kidwell. Uh, Brad, the Warriors appear to have a, a massive issue now. Um, it's just not on the field performance. We know the scores reflect that anyway. But the attitude. Attitude is something that mm. um, is slightly different. Uh, if you've got no desire to front up, um, even at training as well, by the sounds of things, um, you're on a hiding to nothing from a coaching point of view. Um, I didn't think they'd ever do this to Stacey Jones, to be fair. Yeah, it's um, it's dismal, Smithy, and they're paying $14, and Penrith are paying a dollar and one cent. Like, they're unbackable. Like, you know, old, old mate Steel Bulls wouldn't even be putting money on um, on the Panthers this this week. And, yeah, there's, there's a... There's a I don't know. There's just something um, deep within that that uh, organisation that that's clearly wrong. And and look, Andrew Webster said some really good things this week about what he wants from his team, and he won't suffer for fools. And and that's important. But we've heard that before. So yeah, uh, they're on a hiding to nothing this week. I think the players know that. And and uh, but at the at the same time, smoothly, they get paid, getting paid a lot more than me, probably a lot more than you. Although you know there are rumours. Uh, but but yeah, uh, I I would love to see the see the players get up but the fact of the matter is that Penrith despite the fact they've wrapped up the minor premiership have still they're still bringing back James Luai this week still bringing back James Fisher-Harris so uh, they're trying to prime themselves for a finals campaign uh, and and I think we could be in for a pretty horrific scoreline this week uh, and the players just need to give themselves a kick up the ass maybe it's not good enough uh, and uh, yeah it, it's it's frustrating as a fan of this team since 1995 to see the the club and the state that it's at now, it is in right now this season. This is the worst season for me in, in Warriors history. Don't believe rumours, Brad. Don't believe rumours. Uh, you should know that <laughs> and as a journalist. You should know that. Now, Ollie Ritchie, um, the thing that worries me most about this uh, is that how do you... I mean, uh, you've got a new coaching structure. We know that. Stacey Jones slot, slots back into that co- coaching structure as such. 
Uh, this is for the Warriors, of course, I'm talking about. With new coaching structure, they're going to have a break shortly. They're not going to be involved in the playoffs, so they have a bit more of a break than the other teams. But how the hell do you fix attitude? How do you do that in that short space of time? That's the most concerning thing. It's a mental It's a mental thing. It's a, it's a choice. I remember interviewing Nathan Brown after that Melbourne storm clash on Anzac Day. And, you know, we thought it was terrific then. And he said the same thing. You know, players gave up. It's an attitude thing. And, and you know, the fact that we're, we're here uh, all these weeks later still talking about the same issues is just, quite frankly, embarrassing for a professional organisation. Um, sweep the broom through that through that club. Get, get rid of uh, a, a whole lot of backroom staff. Get rid of assistant coaches because clearly if they can't play for Stacey Jones, an absolute club legend, well then who the hell can they play for? They're quite frankly an embarrassment to themselves, an embarrassment to the club. Um, and, and, you know, talking, talking uh, is easy. You know, we need to fix our attitude. Well, they don't know how to. You know, they just drop their bottom lip whenever they get behind on, on the scoreboard, get behind on the field. And yes, they're a terrible team, as Brad's alluded to, and they're playing a very good team, Penrith Panthers, um, this weekend. Uh, but, you know, for a professional sporting organisation, a professional rugby league team that's been around, um, you know, for all those years since since 95, and, and, you know, for the fans that have followed them through, through thick and thin, they just deserve better. And if you're a Warriors fan, why the hell should you buy a membership for next season when they return to Mount Smart? Why the hell should you take your kid out to watch them at Mount Smart when you know they just give up when they fall behind on the scoreboard? It's embarrassing, and I don't know what the answer is, and I know I'm talking around in circles a little bit to your question, Smithy, because I don't actually know what the answer is, but certainly if they can't play for, for Stacey Jones and they can't get up for Stacey Jones, then you know what, what to make you think they're going to get up for Andrew Webster next season? Don't know. Absolutely don't know at this point. You're sitting myself with question marks are all around that. They're going to... Oh, they should be looking at it right here and now. They should be, and not just waiting for the season to be over. Take a deep breath and move on because uh, this attitude has to stop right now, uh, even leading forward, because these players are now contracted through to next year and they can't do much about the personnel that they've got. They're, uh, they've signed the dotted line, but certainly they've got to uh, do something about their attitude. We, don't, we won't even see any attitude from... Uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, Ollie, at the US Open because uh, he's out due to his vaccination status. He stayed solid on this. Yeah, certainly. I, I, um, I'm not surprised either. He doesn't strike me as someone that's willing to uh, to fall back on the, on his beliefs and what what he thinks is right um, for the sake of for the sake of getting into the country. Look, he's won plenty of majors um, and he'll probably win a few more as well. Um, you know, the fact that he tried to get into Australia. Uh, unvaccinated um, with that measly excuse and then got turfed out was, was all rather funny. Um, I, I don't particularly think the US Open lacks anything not having Novak there. Yes, he's a good player, but I don't particularly like him. Um, he's got a terrible attitude. He drops his lip when things aren't going well. Sort of might fit in well at the uh, at Warriors, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't, um, I don't think I'll particularly miss watching him at the US Open um, because, you know, frankly... I um I'd like to see someone else win a major, and I'm a big uh, I'm a big Federer fan and a big big Nadal fan. After that, and I'd love one of those two to hold the all-time record anyway. So the the further they can pull away from Novak Djokovic, uh, the better. Although I think Roger Federer's time might be done. I think it's done. I think it's absolutely done. I think he's been away from it, uh, the competitive side of it for for too much. He's a brilliant player, um, you know the likes of which we'll uh, hardly see again. But I think he's done. 10.30 here on SENZ.
And we have uh, Ollie Ritchie and Brad Lewis on the panel. We'll take a quick breather uh, with the news with uh, Araha here. And we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Ollie Ritchie with us this morning, as is uh, Brad Lewis. And uh, Brad, uh, we'll just stick with uh, Djokovic for a second or two. What's your feeling about Novak Djokovic? I sit exactly where Ollie does. Never been a fan. Smith. I always feel with Novak, he would always find an injury break in him if he was trailing by a set or so in a, in a big game. He's just not a very likable human, uh, and uh, just the way that he. And but the, the the shame in that is when he came onto the scene, he was like he used to mimic Maria Sharapova and play with the crowd and and things like that. But I just think as he got more and more successful, and and the pressure that he probably put on himself to. To, to win multiple, multiple Grand Slams, he just became a lot more intense and a lot more unlikable. So I don't think the tournament's going to miss him in any way whatsoever, uh, and uh, I certainly won't. And, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm a big Nadal fan. I'm a big Federer fan as well, and would love to see someone new step up and, and, and win at Flushing Meadow. Uh, always a great tournament for Kiwis, uh, Smithy, because the, the viewing time's perfect, right? Like sort of early morning uh, through to... The, around lunchtime so it's always it's always good to, to sit, sit sit down at work and watch a, some good games of tennis throughout the afternoon Brad um, speaking of viewing time um, and I, I just wonder you, you've talked about the fact that you've been a long long time and long suffering warrior supporter eight o'clock tonight what will you be doing will you be watching or not no I won't be uh, yeah that's um, I, I, look I've watched two games this year Smithy. I watched the homecoming game against the West Tigers um, and uh, there was a game earlier in the season. I just I can't put myself through it. I've got I've got the tribe app, so I get my notifications uh, throughout the game to see how how the, the team's going. And if it's close, I might switch on. But I'm one of these blokes, Smithy, that I, I'm bad luck. Like I'll, I'll tune into the game. They're leading like 16-0. I'm like, oh sweet, I'm going to watch it. And then sure enough, the first play, the opposition team scores. So like uh, I'm one of those. I'm one of those bad juju fans, Smithy. So, look, I, I can't put myself through it anymore. My partner told me I was going to drive myself into having a heart attack. Um, and, and given the fact that Liverpool's had a shocking start to the season too, uh, Smithy, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather spend my investment on them. And you talk about attitude. Um, and, and full credit to Manchester United. And Eric Ten Hag said this at the end of the game. He said that my players are quality players, but it, it was all in the attitude. They had attitude for this game. They went out there all week. They showed attitude at training. And he said attitude is, the, is 90%. Skill and technique is 10%. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a, a great quote. And uh, just while we're on it, also uh, well wishes to Gordy, who, of course, is, um, isn't doing... Is, uh, had, a, had a bit of a surgery the other day, and I'm sure... He woke up with tears in his eyes when he was told United had beaten Liverpool 2-1. Absolutely, he would have. Um, yeah, Andrew Gordy, if you're listening, um, all the best uh, from uh, us here at SENZ. Of course, uh, Andrew is a, a regular panellist for us as well. Um, has had uh, surgery and uh, be out of action for a little while. So uh, wife Kate will be waiting on him hand and foot, no doubt. Uh, let's get to um, some cricket news uh, now, uh, Ollie Ritchie. And uh, I see... Uh, Ross Taylor and James Neesham, Jimmy Neesham, have declared their interest in the BBL draft as well, joining Trent Bolt. Now, I have no doubt Trent Bolt will be picked up and for a decent amount of money. Maybe Jimmy Neesham and Ross Taylor clutching at straws a wee bit now? Yeah, potentially. Smithy, that was sort of my first thought when I saw the news as well. Um, I mean, first of all, good on them for, for declaring for that. I think it's a cool concept, and it's nice and close to home for our players as well, isn't it? So it's not like they've got to travel halfway around the world and um, and put up in, a, in an 
awful time zone and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's a really it's a really cool competition, very watchable back here. I love having the BBL on um, during the summer. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Faulty will go for um, for quite a bit. I think he'll be quite a popular pickup. Um, I think several teams will be after him, and, and fair play to him as well. He's just been a wonderful servant of New Zealand cricket um, and has done so much for the game here in, in all three formats. He has 100% earned the right to do what he wishes uh, with his future, and, and that is to declare for, for these sorts of leagues around the world. So good on him. Um, he he will certainly go for for a bit. I would think I see massive value in Nisham as well. I think um, I still can't get my head around how he didn't get a central contract with New Zealand cricket. I think that's just a massive massive oversight. And we've already seen since those contracts came out um, what he's done for the Black Caps and and won some games for them there. So I think he'll be a handy pickup. Ross Taylor might go somewhere though, Smithy. He can still hit a ball, can't he? He will still yep. be able to get a ball over the MCG boundary. I think he'll, I think he'll be reasonable. Oh, well, he's a possibility. Okay, go, go, I sit on the go other side of, and, and the reason I say that is because Bolt and Neeson, they, they're not going to be able to play the whole tournament, right, because they've got commitments elsewhere. Ross Taylor could, can play every single game. And you're looking at one of the, the, the greatest players in world cricket in the last 20 years uh, that you could have for a whole season. You might not play every game, but, you know, like a team like, like the Hurricanes or the Melbourne Stars that have, have been pretty poor in the last few years, surely an experienced player like Ross Taylor would be the perfect fit for, for, for your team. And, and the fact that he can play every single game or he can, he's going to be there for, for the duration of the tournament, that would surely add to his value, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you would think so. Um, you would think so, but um, I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure. Fresh legs, don't know. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, maybe he's had um, a reason that he's put his name in in the draft. Uh, whether he's just fishing, uh, got a hook on the end of his line, or or whether he's been told put your name forward because you know they these guys uh, they can do a lot of work behind the scenes before uh, the bidding starts. So maybe he's had some sort of indication that uh, there's a role for him. Um, really good news for Hawks Bay tomorrow, uh, Brad, because uh, Brody Retallick's yep. going to step out for them in the Shield Clash uh, against uh, North Harbour. Uh, his first appearance in the famous jersey since 2011, and I'm sure Ian Foster will be looking at that too. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this, and, and I, I, Brody Retallick has, has sort of flattered to the sieve since he came back um, from his sort of sabbatical, and I'd like to see him just spend the rest of the season um, at home playing NPC rugby and just get back to that Brody Retallick that we love. Do the All Blacks really need him when you've got a world-class player? I, I don't know if they, if they do for the rest of the season because it's not like the Wallabies are a massive threat at line-out time, and I think we've got enough to get through them. Like, Ollie's probably a better person to judge that, but I just feel like there's something been missing with Brody's game and, and maybe just, um, you know, working away at his game in, in at NPC level, drawing crowds in there. And it might be good for Brody Retallick just to take that pressure off him, get himself nice and fit so he can attack next year. Because we want Brody, we want like the, you know, the 2014, the 2015 Brody Retallick playing at that level for the All Blacks uh, come the World Cup next year. So Brad, you're um, a fully declared Liverpool supporter, yeah? <laughs> yes, I am. Yep. Okay, Ollie Ritchie, who do you support? Um, well, I'm, I've always 
I've always sort of struggled with the Premier League, Smithy, but um, since starting at News Hub and hearing all these punishers talk about Manchester United and Liverpool and all that kind of thing, I've jumped on Manchester City because I just think they're, they're a wonderful team. And um, it's mainly because it winds everyone else up in the office. Um, but I, I'm, so I'm Man, Man City through and through. The sky blues. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read you a text. I want you to see if you can guess who it's from. Um, Ollie Ritchie. Smithy, if you talk to Ollie Ritchie today uh, about the EPL, don't let him tell you he's a Man City fan. He's actually an Aston Villa, um, Aston Villa man who used to wear his Villa top to Mufti Day at Boys High, then when City got good just started showing up in City gear. Absolute grub. Cheers. And don't me, get me started on his fan change from the Hurricanes to the Crusaders. The man's got more clubs than Tiger Woods. Who would have said that, you reckon? I tell you what, Robbie Bonish needs to get back to work on his dagger. He's got far too much spare time on his hands to be texting that in. Oh, brilliant. I, I, thought, it, I you, thought it might have been know. a K Downs, but that's all right. No, no, no it's, he, uh, that's he, my... He nailed, my, it. My, yep. <laughs> he nailed it in one. So, fellas, <laughs> uh, have a great weekend. Uh, there's a feast of sport. Uh, all the best to Aston Villa over the weekend. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll have another panel on uh, Monday morning. Ollie Ritchie and Brad Lewis, top stuff. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.